Good morning, guys, and welcome as we celebrate the third Sunday of Advent. Gaudate Sunday, to rejoice in the Lord always. We bring out the rose vestments. We light the rose candle on the Advent wreath, reminding us we are only two weeks away from celebrating the birthday, the coming of our God. Now, Advent is a season where we just don't prepare for Christmas. That's one of the three reasons why we celebrate Advent. We prepare our hearts as a manger, that the Son of Man has a place to live, to lay his head. During Advent, we also prepare for the second coming of our God when the world ends. But the third coming of Advent is today when Jesus dwells among us in the Holy Eucharist. Jesus comes to visit us again today. And that's why there are two themes kind of in today's readings. One is to be patient. We hear this from the Apostle James. To be patient, to wait upon the Lord, and the Lord will come for those who patiently wait for him. But we are also called to rejoice because the prophet Isaiah is going to tell us when our God comes, what will he do? He will come to save you with divine recompense. And when he comes, the eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will hear. The lame will leap like a stag. And the tongue of the mute will sing. When is that day coming? When Jesus returns. And that could be today. And it should be today if we are Eucharistic people. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. We will open our heart completely to him because he dwells among us. Now I think it's important that we look through the scriptures every week for lines that strike our heart as the prophet Isaiah has spoken. Because if people turn back to God, there is hope. And that's what Advent is about. A season of hope. And we can see today's prophet Isaiah reading fulfilled in Jesus in the gospel today. And that's why Jesus is always faithful to his promises. But we must be faithful to him. Our second theme in today's reading, or second question that I would have if I was sitting in the pews, wait a minute, why is John the Baptist in prison and sending his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come? Or should we look for another? Wait a minute, isn't John the Baptist Jesus' cousin? Yes. Why is he asking in prison, are you the one who's going to come to save us? Why? And that's an answer I think we need to wrestle with in our own heart. We can give you all the information in the world and an information overload, but until you claim it as your own, you will not believe. And that's why John is sending his disciples today to Jesus so that they can experience that what he already has. You know, we can give information overload every week in the bulletin. But until you make the bulletin your own and events of the parish, you're not going to come to it. 
That's what John is trying to teach his disciples today. But the line I really wrestle with is going to be my third and final point. What is Jesus going to do? What does he tell them to go and tell John? He's going to repeat everything we heard in the prophet Isaiah. Go and tell John what you hear and see. What happens? The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are clean. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. But the line you should wrestle with. Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. Wait a minute. What is our Lord up to here? What is he trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that people will take offense at him. People will oppose him. We can see this when he heals a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. The Jews and the Pharisees and the Sadducees want to condemn him for healing on the Sabbath. Why do they oppose him? Why do they find offense at him? The plot thickens when we hear what he does at the tomb of Lazarus. As Lazarus is raised from the dead, they've already plot to kill him. They got to get him out of town. Why are they taking offense at him? I would say it's because of envy. Envy is being sad at the success of another. Being upset and sad and bitter. Because other people have more gifts than I do. I can look at a time in my life when I was full of envy in high school. I was on the basketball team and I was only six feet tall, trying to play center against guys that are six six and six eight, and I couldn't score. I was envious at our point guard who could shoot without any coaches' restrictions and score 20 and 30 points a game. But I couldn't score. Lord, why do you allow him to score? But you put me against all the giants with the longest arms in the world, the biggest feet on the floor. Why are you putting me there? And it soon hit me to be a team player. I can't be envious. And when I become envious as a team player, our team does not achieve our goal to win the game. The saints are the team player of God. Now as I took this to prayer, and I was encouraged to take it to prayer, God said, what would happen if you were the point guard and that little guy that kept shooting all the time? He played center. How good would your team be? That little guy would not get one rebound. But I was getting double-digit rebounds against guys that seemed like they were twice as big, tall as me. I'm not going to say big as me but tall as me. Envy can be something that cripples us from receiving the goodness of God. Because we are jealous. Because we are sad at the success of another. So what is the antidote to envy? Gratitude. Am I truly grateful for that little point guard who won the game on two buzzer beaters my junior year in high school? Yes. Why am I grateful? Because I could accept him as my teammate. 
As long as I was envious of him, we would not succeed. And that's why as a family, you have to be team players. Not everybody's going to bring home the biggest paycheck in the world. Not everybody in the family can work maybe as hard as you do. Not everybody in the family might not be as smart as you are. But as a team player, how do we accept each other? That's what John the Baptist is trying to highlight to his disciples. To be a team player, you need to witness Jesus. You need to watch him open the eyes of the blind. You need to watch the lame go free and walk. You need to see the lepers who are clean. You need to see the deaf here and the dead raised. Why? Because the power of God can be yours if you're on his team. Blessed is the one who takes no offense at him. We can't be jealous of God. We need to be on his team. And that's why Advent is the season. What do I still need to do to prepare my heart? To get rid of all envy and jealousy that goes on in my life. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.